It's DNVR Bets Daily, and we have another sport coming back into the fold. And because of that, we've got our guy Adam Mades here on the ones and twos, uh, and also here to bring us some awesome <laughs> NBA analysis. As you heard, I'm sure by this point, the NBA finally has their proposal. They're ready to come back. And uh, as you know, we love betting on the KBO, and I, I believe Andre bet on something called Snooker That's yesterday. Right. Uh, yeah. But uh, we'd love to bet on some basketball. So we got Adam here. Adam, first of all, welcome in. It's great to have yes. you. It's great to be here. Thanks for, for inviting me on, and it's exciting to be talking about actual basketball games that are probably going to be happening soon. Yeah, and oh, so uh, before we get into, you know, a betting perspective of this, it's a little bit complex what we're working with here. So can you take us through just kind of the entire uh, the entire proposal that they're going to roll out here? <laughs> yeah, that's a tall task because there are some, like, some moving parts, but the way it's going to work, they're bringing back 22 teams. And the reason they're doing that is twofold. They want to make money. I mean, that's obvious. That's obvious. And they have obligations to local sports networks to get to a certain number of games. I think that number is 70 total regular season games. So they want to play these eight games, you know, to finish out, quote unquote, finish out the regular season. But then the second part of that equation is, there's this player, Zion Williamson, who's really, really an interesting player. He's one of the most popular. And they want him to be on TV. They want to bring him back and Damian Lillard and some of the other guys. They want those guys to be there. And so this sort of solves both problems. You finish out your regular season. You play eight games. Everybody in the – all 22 teams brought back are going to play eight games to finish out the season. Then at the end of that, once the regular season is over, there's going to be a play-in game for the ninth-seeded teams to try to best the eighth-seeded team. Um, and the way that will work is whoever finishes the regular season, and I keep doing air quotes here, the regular mm-hmm. season in ninth would have to beat the eighth-seeded team twice. The eighth-seeded team only needs to beat the ninth-seeded team once. Okay. So it becomes sort of, you know, it's a little convoluted there. Right. But once, the easy part is, once we get that done, then it's just a straight playoff. Western Conference, Eastern Conference, one through eight, just like just like regular. Just like the good old days. I don't know. And and then you were put um there was something out there that the schedule might kind of be what it was, just subtract the I guess what is it, the eight teams that aren't included right. in this. Which yeah, so- of course not great for the Nuggets who are entering in like one of the make or break stretches of the season. Yeah, sort of. I mean, here's one thing I would say. If you get rid of the bottom eight teams in the NBA, the worst team is good, and most teams are very good. So Mm -hmm. every team is going to have a tough schedule. It's funny when it came out and all the different – you know, I have obviously friends writing for teams around the NBA, and everybody's like, oh, my God, the schedule's so hard. Well, yeah, I think the Spurs are probably the worst team in the Western Conference that'll be in this, and they're pretty good. Like, that's a 50-50 game most nights. So – um, it's going to be really competitive. It's going to be really tough. But to your point, Vincent Goodwill of Yahoo Sports is the one that reported that, yeah, the NBA is just going to take every team's schedule and play it out. So the Nuggets are going to play their schedule, but the teams that are on the schedule that are not invited, not one of the top 22, there you go, right there, those teams will be just skipped. So if you look at it, that red line is crossing out the Chicago Bulls. The Nuggets were slated to play the Bulls as one of their next eight games. Just mm-hmm. skip that one. And, and then keep going, and, and that would be the Nuggets' schedule. He must have really earned some goodwill with his sources to be able to break that news. 
terrible. I, I, I'm, I'm going to take myself off. Thanks, guys. <laughs> See you, Adam. Um, okay, so that brings up an interesting, I guess, uh, betting angle here. We talked about the round robin formula that the uh, NHL is going with for the top four seeds. And Andre, when we talked about that, brought up the potential of a team tanking that and just in letting the other teams kind of beat up on each other while they go at this. It doesn't sound like NBA teams are going to have that luxury with this last eight game type of thing because it's going to, a lot of these games are going to be highly consequential. So just from a betting perspective, if you're looking at this as from, from someone who's going to put money down, do you think they have anything to worry about in terms of odd results uh, in these in these final eight games? Absolutely. So if you look at the Nuggets schedule that you just pulled up, they play the Spurs as the second to last game. The Spurs are, I think, three and a half or four games out of being in the playoffs. And so there's a really good chance that the Spurs will lose, you know, three of the first four or five games or three of the first six. And those last two games, they're like, well, we don't have a chance. We are effectively eliminated. So are you going to play all of your players? Are they going to play hard? Are they going to be motivated knowing that game means nothing? So, yes, you do have teams at the bottom of the pile that won't have much to play for. If you go to the other side of the bracket, the Eastern Conference, you're going to have the Washington Wizards as the only team invi invited. They are going to be the ninth-seeded team. They can't really rise or fall, so those eight games don't really matter. The only thing that will matter for them is that play-in tournament. So there's absolutely, I think, going to be a lot of – most of the games, for the record, most of the games will be very interesting. Denver – Every game's going to matter because they, they're they in a tight race right now. For They could go right. up to the two seed. They could fall all the way down to the seven seed. But I think there's going to be a handful of teams at the bottom that just say, you know what, this game doesn't mean anything to us. Shut it down. Wow, that's really interesting. Um, I, I If they were going to set an over-under on not wins for that eight-game period, where do you think that should be? Man, that's a great one. I'd almost yeah. have to look at it again. I, th I would guess it's probably five and a half. And yep. this is tough. I mean, mm -hmm. all of the all of them are tough, right? I yep. think the only gimme is going to be that last Spurs game. That's the yeah. only one I think you can pencil in. And for that reason, it's five and a half instead of four and a half. But all of the other games, Lakers, Clippers, underdogs, you know, Thunder, Heat. Um, I can't remember. Is Utah on there? San Antonio early. Those games are all probably 50-50 games. Yeah. So I, I think Denver probably is four and a half. But given that last Spurs game, that bumps them up to five and a half. So I, uh, I'm known for throwing out some crazy betting theories uh, and maybe some odd connections on this show. Tell me if, I have, if I'm, on, I'm on to something here. A lot of these guys are going to come back out of shape, uh, not tuned into their game, not at the top of their fitness and, the, and this and that and the other thing. Well, I feel like the Nuggets might have a guy who's a, a little bit more experienced in, part, in playing in basketball games when maybe he's not – in tip-top fitness, maybe not uh, <laughs> in the best condition, maybe hasn't been focusing on his game as much as people might like. Am I on, am I on to something there with Nicola? Um, not today, buddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. I, I, uh, I had to, I had to put that drop in. Uh, I don't know. First of all, I think Jokic is probably in good shape uh, relative to most people. You know, he had really come around at the end of the last season. And look, the Nuggets are always incentivized to hype up their guys. But they've really been promoting this idea that, oh, he's taking it seriously. Like his diet has been insane. The photos we've seen, he's looked really lean. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that even that will matter. But I will say this. I think that this tournament is going to be heavily, or tournament, the season and, and playoffs, is going to be heavily 
influenced by team's best players. In the NBA, your best player is always the most important factor in who's going to win a series. I think it's going to be even more important because great players just have a way of being more impactful, whether there's a lot of rest, no rest, or whatever. I guess uh, maybe I should have been a little more. I, I'm not necessarily saying that I think he's going to come in out of shape. I just feel like Jokic is a guy who can just walk on the court and do his thing without really wow. needing, you know, you know what I mean? Like he just, he kind of came into game one of the season and it looked like he was uh, not all there. And he still put up great numbers that night, even though people were criticizing him. It's like, I feel like he's a guy who can kind of just walk out there and do his thing. He doesn't need to be so, so finely tuned and all these things that these guys are used to as creatures of habit. I think for him, there's no question. Um, and I think the fact that the Nuggets have had a lot of continuity. I mean, these guys, there is something, too, when you come back year after year after year, it doesn't take as long to learn the system or whatever. So Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Will Barton, those guys know what they're supposed to be doing already. So hopefully they would get off to a quick start. And if you look back at the last two years, two years ago, Nuggets started 9-1. and one. I can't remember what it was this year, but over 20 games that they were, I think, the exact same record, a really, really good record. So the Nuggets have typically started seasons well after big breaks. So maybe that maybe to your theory that that's what it is. Yeah, and it kind of puts you in, I mean, full throttle mode because there's no easy games. There's no like, okay, you know, the Suns are in town. You can pick on them, though. The Suns could hypothetically be in town. They just won't be on the (laughs) Nuggets schedule if that's how that works out. And Ryan, I want you to think about this as I ask Adam too, because you call, covered college basketball before, and I really think this will be a bit of a turny atmosphere where everyone's in the same place, same campus. There's not too much outside influence. I know the guys can eat outside and go play a round of golf or whatever, but they're going to be fairly constrained. Do you think that's beneficial to the Nuggets nucleus? I think... I'm, I'm, I'm just racking my brain. It's going to be good nucleuses and kind of strong veteran leadership. And I'm trying to figure out what teams are really going to benefit in the, in this playoff format. I think it's really hard, honestly. Yeah. I, I, so Ryan was asking earlier about the nuggets and their advantage. Part of me wonders the nuggets offense requires five guys on the same page. It's a f- continuity offense. Right. If you look at the Lakers, the staple of their offense is the pick and roll between Anthony Davis and LeBron James and three guys that have to stand there and spot up. Like you don't need that much practice to be like Danny green, the corner. Okay. This play other corner, like you just, but stand there. And so I think that to a certain extent, maybe some teams like that will have a little bit of an advantage, Uh but the truth is we really don't know. And, you know, staying at this resort for as long as they are and away from family. I mean, there's so many variables here. I don't know if you guys saw the report on ESPN where, part of the discussions that the teams have been having is there's no more home court advantage. So getting that one seed, what do you do? Well, they might try to make up for it by saying, okay, Lakers, you're the first seed. You get first pick on what floor you want in the hotel or whatever. So there might, who knows? There's so many variables to all of those types of things that I, I really don't know who has an edge in that department. I really, I like what you said there though, Andre, because I can almost guarantee you that the team that ends up winning the NBA championship will say something along the lines of, man, we got here to Orlando and we started spending more time around each other. And all of a sudden it just really clicked and we already loved each other, but we became a true brotherhood once we got out here to Orlando. And so I think you're right in the sense that teams with, with strong nucleuses, with good leadership and, and teams that generally just like being around each other are going to have an advantage here. And and like I said, I guarantee the team who comes out at the end, will talk all about how they got even closer and united in in Orlando. 
Yeah, I think there's always a chance for that, especially given that they've been away from each other for so long. I mean, look, some of the guys on the Nuggets roster went back home, you know, Indiana or wherever, East Coast, and they haven't actually seen each other for a while. They're starting to just now get back in here. So there could be a training camp feel. There could be that. Or could be the other way. J.R. Smith in game one of the playoffs in 2018, he blows a play. Now you got to go st- – you can't just go home. <laughs> you got to go to the cafeteria with LeBron. Sure. You're going to be at the hotel room. I mean, no. so there. I, I think it can break both ways. That's interesting. Yeah, what teams will be completely just destroyed internally <laughs> by something that goes down? Maybe even in those first eight games. Okay, we we. I love a good dog here on the show. What team that's not currently in the playoffs? Forget the the Wizards. Like I, I think the Wizards. We can basically assume that's done. But what teams that aren't in the playoff picture right now do you think present good value here to sneak well, we, in as that A seed? Well, we can't discount the Wizards because they really only have to beat the Magic twice. And the Magic are... Yeah, I guess you that's know, they're, true. Yeah. That's, they're are nobody there. So they're, to me, the only disadvantage is they're probably going to have to win two games where the Magic will only have to win one. Right. But, um, but if you look at the other side of the bracket, so Memphis is really good. And they had the yeah. hardest schedule in the NBA to close out the year. But now, of course, you know, everybody has a hard schedule. Mm-hmm. I think that disadvantage has been diminished. But they have the up the inside track. I think that they are the most likely. For one, three-and-a-half game lead. They're probably going to finish this eight-game regular season as the top seed. Not given, but probably. And then from there, you'll they only have to win one game against whoever the challenger is. I think Phoenix and Sacramento are probably out. I think San Antonio is probably out. I think the one you look at is that Pelicans team and the Blazers yeah. team. I think both of them. And I think they kind of have equal shots. They're, I think one of those two teams is going to be the nine seed, have a chance right. to try to win back-to-back games against Memphis. And you know what? The Trailblazers have been there. They've done it. They have a leader that's you know clutch and has proven yeah. to be clutch in Damian Lillard. But I think New Orleans is the better team. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be one of those three teams. I love uh, – this is so great. Like, you know, every year – the MLB has these one game play-ins into the the playoffs. And, and I am, am someone who loves baseball, but admittedly I have a hard time watching baseball games that I don't have a, a rooting interest in, but every year those one game play-ins are great. And this eight, nine seed little tournament mm-hmm. thing, it's going to be fantastic television. Yeah. It's going to be fun to bet on. It's going to be fun to watch. I'm so excited for that. And I, I think those that that that's going to be the lineup right there is it's going to come down to Memphis, Portland, and New Orleans, and that's going to be fantastic. And then you have the games with the Nuggets and everybody else in that Western Conference all bunched up. Who, yeah. you know, those games are all going to be do or die. I mean, Denver could fall to the seven, they could rise to the two. Every game that most teams play, I think, with the exception of, say, the Lakers and Bucks, and then at the end, some of those teams, San Antonio, Phoenix, might fall off. But all the other games are going to have huge implications. So it'll feel like a playoff right out of the gate. Yeah, do you see any big risers or fallers here? I mean, because as you said, the Nuggets are right there in the mix. The Jazz de- dealing with a serious injury. They're they're right there with the Thunder and Rockets uh, kind of nipping at their heels. Um, who do you see falling? Who do you see rising here? I see Utah falling for the reasons yeah. you mentioned. First of yeah. all, the Rudy, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell had a very well-publicized falling out. Um, yeah. And I know that it's time has passed and, you know, you get – in the foxhole and you know you come together or whatever but 
that's a rift that other teams don't have to deal with. Right. And then Boyan Bogdanovich, as you mentioned, who, by the way, I think was their second leading scorer. I know people are surprised by that. He was scoring yeah. 20 points a game. Yeah. Um, and he's out. So you take away a lot of scoring for a team that has traditionally been very good defensively but needed those score that scoring. Mm-hmm. To me, they're going to be the big faller uh, on that side of the bracket. The rest of it, Clippers, Nuggets, Thunder, Rockets, I mean, you just put those names in a hat and shake them up. They're all going to have to play each other, and who knows? Just it, Those games are going to be a, a really interesting round robin. All right, so call your shot now. Who do the Nuggets play in the first round, and, and how does that end up? I said I think the three-seeded Denver Nuggets end up taking on the six-seeded Utah Jazz, and the mm. Jazz are the ones that fall. The Nuggets more or less stay where they are, they're at, and uh, you get that one. And I like Denver's chances in that series. Oh, I love that. That would be like great. Yeah. But this, I mean, the Western Conference playoffs are going to be so amazing, top to bottom. No, yeah. Just... And yet, I kind of hate that we're going back to the old format. I was getting so excited no. for the group and no conferences, and it just seemed like we were going to have a chance finally. Um, but speaking of having a chance and maybe a better chance now, who's going to be impacted by not having home court anymore? Well, I think you have to look at the top seeded teams. And in particular, I think you have to look at the Lakers because yeah. their biggest opponent is the Clippers. And mm-hmm. one of the things that was probably under discussed outside of Los Angeles was if they matched up in the Western Conference Finals, the Lakers had seven home games against the Clippers. Mm-hmm. The four that they would have had plus the three that the Clippers have are always Lakers games. Now you throw that out. And I think when we see LeBron, look, Dave McMenamin is the one that wrote the story about all the little things they're trying to do to give an advantage to top-seeded teams. You have to think the Lakers are leading that charge because they're saying, man, we were counting on this. We were counting on the Clippers having this big disadvantage, and now we don't have it. So to me, they're the only they're the only team. Everybody else, somebody I saw somebody put it on there. I think James, uh, one of the commenters put it on there, said the top-seeded teams still play the lower-seeded teams, and that's accurate. That is the advantage. So there's no home court, but the Lakers still get to play, you know, Memphis instead of Houston in the first round. That's the advantage. But once you get deep into it, yeah, the Lakers don't have that home court anymore. Also, we talked a little bit about team chemistry and how that could play a role here. And I'm I'm reaching a little bit, but, you know, a lot of players who played with Peyton Manning said that he was a hard dude to be around Mm. and he demanded so much of you around every corner. And people have actually said that they don't know if the Broncos would have won that 2015 Super Bowl if the team didn't get a nice little break from Peyton in the middle of the season. I just wonder, I know LeBron demands a lot of his teammates as well, if being around the team for that long, might that he might start to grind everyone's gears a little bit. You know what's funny? I don't know about that for LeBron because LeBron, this team in, with the Lakers was so new that – you know, it's basically a brand new team this year that I don't think they had grown tired of each other. I actually wonder if that's true of the Nuggets and not so much of, I think it was maybe with Michael Malone. You know, mm-hmm. Mike, th- this team the, the had the flip side of continuity going on, which was that they had, I think, started to grind on each other a little bit. All those little things that you're talking about when you're around a guy for four or five years in a row that you're like, okay, I'm sick of that. Now you get a four four month break. I wonder if these guys are just excited to be back around each other. It's like, oh yeah, I know those friendships can can sort of rekindle and 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 grow from there. So I think Denver might be a team that actually benefits from that. If they go down early in a series and Michael Malone's not playing, I feel like people might get tired of him a little quicker. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> teams will combust. Right. That's the funny the fun thing about this is I do think teams can combust in this little condensed season. 
Mm-hmm. I should I meant to say Michael Porter, but I think you knew right, what I was right. saying. Yeah, okay, yep. there you go. Uh, um, yeah, uh, it's going to be so interesting. I'm so excited. Andre, do you have anything else for for Adam here? No, I'm just I'm just amped to get some lines and really see how this uh, falls into play. It is weird that it's eight games, but the West at least is so tight. This could have like massive ramifications. We're going to see who's in shape early on. And I love your point about uh, Michael Malone and how they were grinding each other out. Michael Malone might be the perfect microwave coach, though, to really get these guys up uh, in that short period of time and get them playing their best. Like, you know, that I think the grind of the season when the goal, the ultimate goal is the playoffs was wearing on them. Now you're here, man. It's like it's do or die. Let's go. This is what you were waiting for. Steve Kerr is so funny. Phil Jackson was this way. They just nothing ever bothered them, especially in the regular mm-hmm. season. They're so and I think it's because they knew they had that perspective of yeah. we'll turn it up then. And Michael Malone only knows one speed. He's at preseason games. He's screaming. So there, I think there might be something to that. All right. Well, before we let you go, Adam, do you have a uh, pick for us tonight in the KBO? I, I think you might. You know, I never bet against Jokic. I never bet against a Jokic of any type. So tonight I am going with my heroes and betting on my guy Jokic. Yes, uh, of course. Is his name Eric? Eric Jokic. Yes, Eric Jokic or Jokic if you just want to bend it a little bit. Uh, Nasty curveball. Great lefty on the mound. We love him. He's honestly just continued to make us all money. So uh, we'll, we'll ride with him again tonight. Perfect. All right, Adam, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we'll we'll have to have you on again once we get closer to the season. All right. We got dropped out of there quickly, but uh, we appreciate (laughs) Adam. Uh, Okay, Andre, uh, do you come away from that feeling more confident, less confident uh, about what you know about what's going to happen in this uh, this NBA season? Yeah, kind of. It kind of bores me. I'm I'm so <laughs> used to having to adjust to new leagues and how will no fans impact and how will a shortened off season. This feels like okay. I mean, they're gonna get eight games to play their way into shape. You'll get a bit of a break while the eighth and ninth seeds are figuring things out, and then it's back to normal with no fans. So, uh, yeah, it's funny to me how obvious it is that they're trying to get the Pelicans in, like. They're like, okay, so we'll play eight games for seeding. And then, like, someone in the room was like, "Ah, I don't know if the Pels can make up that much room in eight games. They're like, okay, all right. Then we'll add in this little play-in tournament for the, like, they're just like, we have to give, it's like, it's like when you're you're a kid and you're playing your friend in a game that you invented. And every time they start pulling away, you invent a new rule so you can get back in the game. That, uh, that's exactly what they're doing here for the Pelicans. They're like, we got to get the Pelicans in no matter how many rules we have to change. Well, and the whole caveat is to get to earn a play-in game, the ninth seed only needs to be four games behind the eighth seed. So they're really like, I swear they looked at the standings. They were like, oh, yeah, they, they, let's call Vegas, get their over-under on the Pelicans. Like, how many wins do you think they'd be out of the eighth? Four? Okay, perfect. That's what yeah. we'll set it out. That's what yeah. we got, yeah. And, of <laughs> yeah. course, then you'll have, like, you know, the storyline. And does that count? Like, a, Vegas, I want to know that. If you get into the play-in, does yes. that count as you making the playoffs? Right. What about for J.J. Redick, who's made the playoffs in every single season of his career? Will that count for him if he just gets into the play-in game? I don't know, because now when the Nuggets, I guess, but the Nuggets wasn't a play-in game. It was just game 82 set up to be like a play-in game. Right. In baseball, I believe it's still considered, a. Uh, it used to be, when the, when Matt Holiday definitely touched home plate, right. that was considered a regular season game. 
But I believe now it's considered the postseason if you make it. I know Drew's watching. Maybe he can tell us in the comments. Right, because it was technically game 163, not like game one of an added wild card play-in game. Right. I, don't, I, I think you have to be an eight seed with how it's structured in the NBA. You'll yep. have to win the play-in to make it through. Well, uh, I'll tell you this, Andre. I will be betting heavily on the Pelicans in every game because I know how bad the NBA wants them in there. And unfortunately, and not, you know, I know we have a lot of NBA people watching this. Unfortunately, the NBA might be the sport where the refs can control the outcomes the most. Yeah, it'll be interesting with no fans to see how much are the refs impacted. Maybe they're a little better at their jobs. Maybe they're worse. Maybe the players are so in their ear and just eviscerating it on for in for the world to see that. Um, oh, wow. There you go. So definitely a regular season game. Drew confirms Matt Holiday clinched the batting title in that game. So there it is. Added advantage. Well, I, I'll right. tell you, I think the Pelicans are going to get a lot of action. I think I'm, I'll be interested to see if the Spurs kind of get the Patriots treatment and get a lot of wise guy money on them because they're still like not that far off to being in the playing game. It'll be interesting to see if March Madness style veteran backcourts re really rule the day because that would favor someone like the Trailblazers. So there's all these different factors I'm trying to figure out with the eighth seed. That's really where I'm keyed in right now. Uh, the Trailblazers are definitely a scary team in this little uh, in this yeah. little format. Eight games, play in all they need. You know, even if they have to beat a team two times in a row, all they need is Dame to get hot and drop yeah. 50 on their heads twice in a row, and there you go, they're in. So. This is going to be great. I, I, I'm kind of with you. I kind of wish it was weirder just because yeah. the NHL was so exciting to me mm -hmm. how weird they made it. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, they're maintaining a little bit of normalcy here. They're getting the, mm -hmm. that TV money that they wanted to get. So good for them. Okay. Well, I can tell you right off the bat, I'm 100% with Adam on this. I'm in on uh, Eric Jokish tonight uh, and the Kiwoom Heroes. And do you have the, the juice right there in front of you of what, what we're giving up to get on them? It was a minus 150 when I checked to start the show. And unless I need to, yep, still minus 150. 150. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They are minus 250. Oh, I'm sorry. okay. We're going to have to make some moves here then. I'll tell you what we're going to do. So we're no. going to go ahead and take Eagles. Ooh, that's pretty low. I know. Three and a half. I'll do it. You'll do it. I, I yeah. was going to take it too. the other thing I was intrigued by was, well, wait, that's not great. Should we just take Eagles heroes under nine? I'm not trusting this hero's offense, though. They're just I, I think we just got to trust in Jokic, hmm. who's got an ERA and five starts under one. Um, now, the problem is some his era is great he has allowed some runs they just weren't earned because of this pesky kbo defense let's take the nine i, I you know you i like that we're nine? talking through this here yeah i think we should take the nine okay another appealing line i was looking at would be no i guess i couldn't get it i was trying to find eagles under one and a half in the first three innings i could only find heroes for this they're on to our guy Jokish. what what can we say Gosh. So all... you like the overall under nine? Yeah, I think it gives us a little bit of breathing room there. You know, what's crazy is I woke up at, I've been having a bit of trouble sleeping. I woke up at four and uh, couldn't help myself and check the KBO scores. And I knew it was going to be a rough night already. They were all in like the fourth and fifth innings. So, yeah. I, I, I went two and two, so I can, I can, uh, 
at least have that uh, staying afloat here. But all right, so we're going. Uh, uh, you don't have to ride with me. I'm going under nine in that game. Yeah, I'm taking the e- just the Eagles under three and a half. All right, that sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, then I'm going to take uh, Dusan and KT Wiz over 11 and a half. I'm with you. And, man, my twins have to not get swept by the Samsung Lions. I'll take the twins money line there, minus Ooh. 159. But uh, there's no way they can get swept by, by the freaking Samsung Lions. Let's hope. I, um, you know, in times of insecurity, I go back home to what I know and what's familiar to me. And that's the brand that we've created, which is the KB Overs. And so outside of the Jokish game where I'm taking the under on the Eagles three and a half, I'm taking the overs across the board. And that's the um, back to the well with Wyvern's Dinos over nine and a half. Bears Wiz over 11 and a half, which you mentioned. Giants Tigers over eight and a half. That's nice value. If you want to just stick to one, that might be a nice one. And Lions Twins over 10 and a half. I just, we're due. Last night alone, they averaged 12.4 runs per game at the, these five games. You eliminate the highest scoring game, which was uh, the, the Lions Twins game, which was like 18 runs. They were still averaging 11 runs per game. You know, pitching matchups haven't mattered so much. These starters aren't super consistent. So I'm, I'm just going back to the well with you. All right. I love it. Uh, so you got, you have five picks on the board. That's right. And I've got three. Uh, before we get out of here, I wanted to say that our DNVR masks have come in. If you want right. to get in on that, uh, you know, be safe out there and rep DNVR at the same time. And of course, you can see I'm down here at the DNVR bar. Uh, we're open from, well, we're, from four until nine tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, and, and we're open uh, Monday, sorry, Wednesday through Sunday from four until close, which close will be closer to two, uh, 2 a.m. once the curfew is lifted. So uh, come see us, come have a beer, come enjoy some wings or some of the other great food items we have here. But for now, it's going to wrap it up for us on DNVR Bets Daily. We shall talk to you tomorrow. Well, we're, uh, we're not, <laughs> we're still here. We're still with you. We should address that comment, though. Nunez plus 500, great deal on DraftKings. You guys need to jump on it. Yes, I've already jumped on it. I uh, I took the maximum. <laughs> I put as much money as I could on it. So, yes. And shout out to our friend Jacoby here who says the bar is looking nice. Nice. We appreciate right him for that. So, all right. Now maybe Ali will let us out of here. Well, we, we're, we're off. We're, we can clock out for the night. You got to answer the fans. I mean, come on. Sorry, we missed it. Of course, we're taking the Nunez plus 500. It's free money. It's free money. Yes. Money printer. All right. That'll do it for us tonight. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. As you guys know, we're working with DraftKings Sportsbook, so make sure you download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use the code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. The deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.